Yo, we just made smartphones through the internet So we can stimulate brains with intellect We explode on the scene with the current street news And let niggas have it when we drop reviews Atomic is the power we cast Hard work, no play, we bomb that ass E-friend, that's my nigga, man, last name Guzman, Santa the Cannon, yo, break them on sun It's I-I-S-M-M-D Complete figure fools like Ric Flair, G Live from Times Square through the airways free We won't think twice about an interview, E We save many lives with the job we do like Superman, bitch, we unstoppable Don't try to imitate, it's impossible Cause you will never overcome that obstacle Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast Coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City Where we blow up the news on a verbal scale My name is Zifra Guzman And my guest today is coming all the way from Germany She's a um, professional wrestler She's wrestled around the world in the United States, Germany Of course, where she is at now, and Japan Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Alpha, female. Alpha, how you doing? Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And now I'm in New York. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, yes. Um, um, what do you prefer me to call you? Alpha or female or... Well, in Japan they always say alpha, but just because they cannot pronounce jazzy, jazzy is how my, my friends and my fans call me. Oh, okay, so do you mind if I call you jazzy then? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool, Jazzy. How you doing today? I'm doing really good. Yeah, all good. I had a workout, um, and that always pumps me up. I had a good meal, you know, all good. <laughs> oh, and um, what time is it by you in Germany right now? You? Uh, we're going to 1 a.m. in the morning, but I'm not tired. I'm a, I'm a vampire. I, I always get really productive in the night. Wow, wow. Man, you're, you're, you're a trooper. At 1 o'clock, I'm already in bed, like half asleep already, and I can't even keep up. Well, the people don't know, but I can't see your bed, and it's a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm not in his apartment. I'm on the camera, and his camera is pointing at the bed. <laughs> it's pointing at the bed. <laughs> Well, well, you're far away, so you know it's 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 almost bedtime. That's why. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> oh, so um, Jazzy, um, where did you grow up at? Always in Germany. Um, yeah, always in Germany. Um, I don't know if you know a little bit of the history of my country. Um, we had East and West Germany before, and yeah, I was born in East Germany, so there was like kind of a own little world, you know. And then when I was seven years old, um, the walls came down and it was kind of a new world to all of us, you know, like everything was new, the, the way, you know, the money, the way the people speak and also the food, you know, everything was new. And on, in my, when I grew up in school, we had to wear a uniform, but then when the world, wall came down, we had to wear everything. So everything was pretty strange, but yeah, in Germany. Um, tell me about that. You seen all that, right? And the, with the wall and everything, like, how was that like? Oh, it was kind of strange, you know. Like, um, like some of the people know my story. I'm adopted. I was, um, uh, I was in a foster house till I was six. So, and then I came into this family, and they were all happy. They had like these three boys, and then I came in there, and everything was good, you know. But then the wall came down, like two years later. And everything was a big disaster. My my father lost his job, and we had had to move. And it was just a big disaster, you know. Everything was everyone was like kind of frustrated and confused because everything was new for the people. And 
I can still hear like the older people. They say, "Oh, I wish the wall was still there, and before it was much better." But I guess this is just how old people talk. I guess, but yeah, like it doesn't really affected me because I was seven years old. The only thing that really changed was the whole school thing. Mm-hmm. Like when when I was in school, we had to do certain moves, you know, like we stand up when a teacher came in and. And having to sing like this particular song from this school, so that changed. But that's not a big deal, I guess. Oh, what was the song? Do you remember the song? Oh, not at all. <laughs> I just what's this German thing like? The, the 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 teacher like it's not really you cannot really translate it. But the teacher says something like, "Are you ready?" And then we kids have to say, "We are ready." You know, that was kind of strange. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. how, how was how was school over there? Is the school well? I don't know if you know about. Is the school different from America in Germany or? I don't know to be honest. I, I guess like because when I watch your movies, you know, like all kind of funny movies you guys have, like white chicks or mean girls, it looks so <laughs> cool. You know, high school and you know you have these. Um, you know, these groups, like there's these sports people and they're the nerdies, and then that looks so cool. I, I think we don't have that in our schools. We're boring. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how was you when you was young? Was you always athletic? Or did you, like, do cheerlead or play sports? Man, I don't really know if I should say that, but I, I sucked. I was so bad. <laughs> you was bad? Oh, yes, so bad. I had the worst grade. And, and the thing is, when I was a teenager I don't want to get dressed up like I don't want to get in a changing room like even with the girls and everything so I never went to sports <laughs> and I had I told you I have three older brothers they always beat me up so it was really <laughs> bad <laughs> well yeah when I when I was 16 then I started with working out in the gym and doing the whole wrestling thing so yeah I was really clumsy and yeah I'm still clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so being around brothers, they got you more inspired to doing wrestling. That they used to pick on you when you was younger, and uh, the problem was um, because I was adopted in this family, and my parents was really looking forward to have a girl. They forgot about my brothers, right? So they were angry at me that I got spoiled and everything. Wow. But that was just for two years because then the family found out I'm not the typical girl. I don't want to do ballet. I don't want to have, you know, like dresses and pink stuff and everything. So, another girl came into this family, a little blonde girl, you know, all tiny, all ballet stuff. So, my brother hated me, and my, my mother and father, they don't give a shit for me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I was sometimes 10 years old. I'm basically, I was on my own, you know. And because of the wall came down and everything, my mm-hmm. brother lost control, and they took drugs, you know, and then they did, like, a lot of nasty things. One of them got to prison. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, you know, gave me a bad role model, if you understand. Like, I always knew I don't want to end up like this. I knew I never want to do drugs. I never want to do alcohol. So it was kind of a good thing, I guess, that they, you know, <laughs> been so stupid. So I knew for myself I never wanted to be like that. Oh, wow. Wow, oh, so, um, besides all that, so that, that got you, like, motivated into wanting to do things for yourself. Like, you really didn't have, really, a role model, per se, right? Yeah, never. And, and I guess that's also why the other people came up, you know. Like, even when I started wrestling, and I think, yeah, I do love Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man. 
And then, I don't know if you remember, but when Hulk Hogan cheated on, on Macho Man and gave him this big leg crop, whoa, my world was destroyed. <laughs> it was like, what? How can this even be possible, you know? And then I lost faith, and I was like crying, and no one knew why, you know? They didn't knew I was so much into wrestling, all the people around me. Like, why is she crying all the time? Why is she writing like on the paper? You cheater! And I hate you. You know, like a typical freak. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really didn't have a role model, and I was so disappointed with the world. So I created the alpha female, and she's a hero. <laughs> so, um, what was the what was the um embryonic stages for the alpha female? Like, how did you come up with that character, or that that's more of an extension of yourself? Um. Uh, I, I got like an advice from an old, from a veteran, um, from an old wrestler. He said to me, "If you wanna have the perfect gimmick, there's like two ways you can go for it. Um, a, you take your personality, whatever you are. For example, you're like a party person. Double it or ten times, turn the volume up and be a crazy party person. You know, like in the ring, like this is your gimmick. Or if you are like a, I don't know, like." If you like to jump around, then you know, turn the volume up and jump around even more. That can be your gimmick, right? Mm -hmm. Or you choose the person you would love to see in TV. For example, if you want to see a clown, then go for it, be a clown, right? Or if you want to see a monkey, be a monkey. <laughs> and I decided for myself, I wanna, I wanna see a hero, a, a female who's who's not all the sex sell stuff that, that I could see uh, back in the days. I mean, when the Alpha Female came up, it was like 2005 or six that these years around. And all you can see in TV was these super sexy girls doing um, prom, panty, uh, panty matches, you know? Yeah. And I didn't like it. I don't want it to, you know, I don't want it this to be the future. I don't want that I have to do this, you know? So... I came up as the alpha female, and I promised to myself that I won't never do anything like that, you know, never want to do any naked pictures or naughty stuff or anything like that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It works out so far, but to be honest, sex sells, that's how it is, you know, like, yeah, recently I posted a picture where I was in front, and man, I got so much more feedback than all my life before, you know? So, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad that people still cannot, how you say, appreciate a woman that is different, you know, or appreciate a woman who can kick a ball as hard as the boys or jump as high as the boys, you know, they just appreciate her if she has big boobs and a nice ass. And that's like, what? <laughs> It's true, like, even in America, is like that, too, as you know, like, the wrestling in the WWE or TNA, you know, they, you know, even though TNA, they show women who quality wrestle, they always show, they, you know, the women body parts and all like that. How is it in Germany? Is it like that in Germany, like, the wrestling promotions in Germany and Japan? Well, to be honest, uh, I, I was a long time the only female wrestler around, uh, the only German one. Um, we have a Greek one, like, Pinkeeter, and there was... Before when I started, there was Vesna, she was in Shima too, so she was kind of successful. But they went the same way, just like me. They, they didn't like to be all naughty and sexy. They had long pants on, you know, mm -hmm. covered almost up, but we delivered really good wrestling matches. And fans loved it, you know, and we were time ahead, I would say. Because now, if you look at NXT and WWE, 
it's getting better. And I love Paige, for example. But yeah, sure, she has like short pants on, but I guess that's TV. You know, you have to do it. Uh, yeah, but before, you know, the girls couldn't wrestle as good as the TNA knockouts or as good as the NXT girls. Now it was just six holes. But now it's like combined, and I have the most respect for all of these girls who can wrestle but also look so stunning hot. Yeah. Um. How do you got started training under wrestling? Um. You started training in two thousand and one, right? Um. Two thousand. I started. Um. I needed about a half year till I had my debut. But yeah, I went to the German Wrestling Federation in Germany in Berlin, mm-hmm. and yeah, we trained as the boys. They always said to us, "We will not make any excuses. You have to do the same amount of push-ups or whatever." You know. So it was pretty cool. Oh wow. Um. Uh, was, was, was they harder on you because you was a female, or it was the same as a guy and a, and a, and a girl? It was the same kind of training? Uh, I can tell you that. I don't know if you believe me or not, but I can tell you that because I was a German girl, and all of them were, like, foreigners. They came from Turkey or um, Greek or wherever they come from, but they were not German. Because I was a German girl, they kind of hated me, and they treat me really bad, to be honest. And they beat me up all the time. I know I went home so many times crying and bleeding and everywhere, spots, you know, like the dark bruises. Well, hey, it made me the person who I am today, you know. Yeah. Do you remember the first um, wrestler you fought in the ring and in front of a live audience? Oh, yeah, it, it was Pini Kida and Vesmar. Like, I trained with them together because we were just three girls in Germany back in the days, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I fought them. It was a hardcore match. Uh, I got, like, a chair shot on my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I slept. And I, w- I wake up, and I got another chair shot, and somebody win. But it wasn't me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, so, um, doing that, um, a lot of training every day and, um, working out and, you know, taking a lot of back bumps and stuff, um, did you, did you, like, you know, you also are into fitness, do you feel wrestling training is more harder than actually just doing regular working out, you know, as fitness training? Oh, yeah, that for sure, being a wrestler is to be, uh, an athlete in all kinds of sports, you know, you. You have to jump, you have to kick, you have to um, do these back bumps. You know, you have to do, it's like MMA, basically. And I do believe that wrestling is the hardest sport in the world because I have a proof. <laughs> um, MMA, for example, right? You yeah. you get a, a you, you get knocked out. You got someone punch you or kick you in the face, right? The fight is over. That's it. Winner, loser. But in wrestling, you know, it's predetermined. For example, I fight against you and they say that you win. But somehow, whatever, you forgot something, you, you forgot to duck, I give you like a big clothesline right on your face and you knock out. The match is not over because you have to win. So I have somehow to wake you up, take you in a submission move or something and wake you up and make you to pin me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So even if you get hurt or something, we still have to carry on the story we have to tell. And I, I think it's even worse in TV because there it's more important who really wins. Like, okay, of course, in the indie show, it's not that important. But go to the bigger promotion, Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know. If something goes wrong, you cannot just go home. It's not possible. I see so many people. Uh, uh, you also know um, Triple H, he once um, hurt himself really bad on his leg. 
but he still continued to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really awesome and it's so hard. Like, I, I for myself, I was once knocked out and <laughs> it wasn't the finish, obviously, so that was really crazy. Like, there was Fessler and me in the ring and Punikita outside, right? Mm-hmm. So I get knocked out, but nobody knows about it. Like, they didn't recognize it. Like, she came from the top rope, jumped with a crossbody right in my face. Oh. And I was too close, and she was just too heavy, and I'm knocked out, right? So the referee, one, two, three. Usually the match is over, right? Yeah. And the people are so confused. But the referee said, uh, 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 no, no, the match isn't over. Puni there, she interfered. She wasn't even near, right? Yeah. So Vesna still don't know what's going on. So she tried to pick me up, but my feet, they're not moving, right? Like, I'm knocked out, damn it. So she tried to pick me up and she threw me right on my head again because she cannot pick me up. Like, I have a video of that. Like, it's crazy. And, yeah, somehow I can come back. Like, I can come back to conscious and we continue the fight, you know. I don't know how, but it was, in the end, a good fight. <laughs> yeah, but so I really believe that wrestling is the toughest sport in the world. Yeah, you mean I know you've been in the you know the G G F G W F and the P W A and then um how how did you um basically let me just jump forward how did you come to America and went into T N um resident in America it was in, in their show in England how did you came in, into the um you know T N A how did T N A notice you how did they notice you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, two thousand twelve. Um, after a long time, I was just sitting at home. I. I needed to do something, right? So mm-hmm. I, I moved to England from my Germany. I moved to England permanently. So I got more bookings, and I met some people who are working in, in Europe with TNA. So I was able to go to the gut check. Uh, I met Dilo Brown there. He became a really good friend of mine. And, yeah, um, they really liked me from that point on. And then years, I think two years later, I came back to... Um, and the UK, and then they asked me if you want to be a part of it. Um, they didn't told me, like, before what the storyline will be, and just when I arrived at the arena, they told me, hey, you're going to be the bodyguard girlfriend type of Chris Sabin. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't really have a choice, right? So yeah. I had to do it. And Well, it was fun, but I didn't like how the commentary, you know, how they, you know, like, spoke about me. They were like, Oh, this is alpha female or male. Is she a boy? Is she a girl? What is it? You know? Yeah. And I was like, really? If you have a company, you should really um, uplift your talent, right? Yeah, sure. I was there just for a short time. But come on, you know, why would you pay me to make me look so stupid, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing but, is. Um, no, I was going to say, the thing is, you know, you had a unique look, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like a look that you've seen in a while because everybody is pretty much the same blonde hair, blue eyed or black hair, cookie cutter. Like, you know, at, at that time you had a dominant presence, but, you know, I just think they kind of dropped yeah. the ball with you. They could have done so much more. Yeah, I wish they had, but to be honest, it was, it's kind of impossible, not impossible, but it's it's pretty hard for an European to go to America because you have to give up everything here in your country. You have to give up your house and everything. And it's a risk to go over. Like, they cannot give you a guarantee um, contract where you, they say, okay, you make a thousand bucks in a month so you can count on it. It's it's not like that, unfortunately. So what can you do, right? So and we need a green card and a visa to work over there because otherwise it's just dangerous. If they got you, like, 
the government see that you're doing illegal work over there, they will ban you for five years. And I don't know if this is worth it. Yeah. Well, and and, and a visa, you know, like a working visa, it costs like 20000 20000 Yeah, it's expensive, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, you're like, you know what, I'm going to stay in Germany and wrestle over there, and that's it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and, and um, Japan, you was in Japan for a, a long time. Um, how was the culture like, and how did you adapt so quickly in Japan? Uh, I still didn't adapt to it. <laughs> no, um, it, it was a culture shock. And yeah. um, there's like two sides of the story. Like, of course, there's the wrestler story, um, and there's the private story, you know. And talking private, uh, it was really hard um, to, to, how do you say, to, to go out with these people not giving you any contact with, you know, like, for friends first, I don't know, in America, I guess it's the same, when you see your best friend, you, you hug him, you know, at least you shake the hand, right, yeah. but you don't do that in, in Japan, you don't even shake your hands, you just make a bow, and that's it, and there's a funny story, I saw one of my friends in Japan, she's Japanese, I saw her on the, on the train station, I was so surprised, and I was so happy to see her, so I went for a big hug, and she was so stiff. She's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Why is this big German girl hugging me? You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I really, really missed um, this human thingy, you know? Like, I got really lonely. Like, I had many friends over there, like the Chono, Masahiro Chono. He took so much good care of me. Mm-hmm. But just having a hug or having, like, telling emotions, you know? Yeah. I can remember once in my training, not the wrestling training, the MMA training I did over there, I was so frustrated because there was this boy and he was so much stronger than me and he beats me all the time and he was so happy about it, right? Yeah. And that made me so frustrated because he was happy that he can control me. So I started to cry. Damn it, I would be pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Japanese people couldn't handle it. They're, they were looking at me like, don't cry, please don't cry. <laughs> it was so funny how they were like, they couldn't move and they don't know what to do. Well, it was a funny situation. But sad too. In Japan, they have the highest rate of suicide. Oh, and I didn't even know that. They do? Yeah, they do. And I'm telling you, having a skin to skin, you know, and I'm not talking about sexual relationship. I'm talking about human relationship. Mm-hmm. Like a tap on the shoulder, you know, just a hug, you know, like a friend's hug. It's so important. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially, you know, when you're so used to that and you go to a place and they don't do that, you just feel like, you feel so much more like an outsider. Like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Well, you know, there's like, I know it has nothing to do with wrestling. I'm so sorry to the wrestling fans. No, no, it's okay, Um, it's okay. There's an experiment um, with with babies. Um, They put like a baby for 30 days uh, without any contact of the mother. Like the mother was there, but she didn't stroke it, she didn't touch it, right? Mm -hmm. And there was the other baby, um, of course she got like all, she got cuddles and everything. And the the baby who didn't get any of these, right, of the love and everything, it it died, you know? And I'm like, what? But it's like that, because people are getting depressions and people, yeah, they want to do suicide if they cannot get any social, um, I don't even know how to say it in English, sorry. You know, that's okay. Um, was you, was you the tallest, um, female in Japan? Like, you know, everybody was so short, or? Yeah, I would say, I mean, there was, um, what's her name, um, Haley Hatred, she was there, but I was still a little bit taller than her, 
Yeah. And she was also a big girl, but she was too much Japanese already. She lived there for a while, and she had a boyfriend in Japan. In Japan. And man, she's this big girl, right? And yeah. we're having like this. That was like in the first two weeks when I was over there. Uh, we had this group called Monster Monster Team, and we are like all these bad bitches, you know. We're beating everyone up, and then we have to give an interview. And I'm like, I'm the alpha female. She's like. Hey, I'm the I'm the and like all these Japanese kind of speaking, right? Like the high voice, and yeah. I was so surprised. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was strange. I was I was expecting that she's totally like me in a really deep voice, you know, but she was totally Japanese. Hey, I'm really hatred. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um um how how is the food out there? Oh, amazing! Oh my God, so delicious, so healthy. Um, quick, like they have a lot of fast food, but not the fast food kind of that you know. So mm. they don't have like French fries and burgers, but they have like sushi and sushi rolls, but all to go because uh, in Japan it's I guess just like in New York, it's super freaking expensive to live. <laughs> so they have really tiny um, living spaces, right? And so mm. maybe they don't have a space for a kitchen or big kitchen, so they prefer to eat outside. So everything is just ready to go. They have something that's called bento box, and it's like rice and then like vegetables, and you just take it and you just eat it. You know, it's so quick, but it's so healthy. Um, and um, do you miss the the wrestling out there? Do you miss um staying out in Japan? Do you miss the wrestling as well? Uh, I I really really miss Japan. Uh, I miss my family I have there. I got adopted. <laughs> I miss my gym, um, the endo gym. They, um, they, I don't know if you know, in Japan you are not allowed to have a tattoo in the gym because tattoos in Japan is uh, associated with a crime, you know? Oh, wow. So okay. whenever I go in a gym, they all reject me. They say no. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm a foreigner, but still, it doesn't matter. And even if I would cover it up, I have to sign a letter that I don't have a tattoo. So I was not allowed to join a gym. But then I found this one guy, like I was jogging around and I found this guy, he's like a heavy metal um, Japanese guy. And he said, yeah, you can come to my gym, you can train you for free. And then one more thing, you know, the gym in Japan costs $200 a month. Yeah. It's insane. In my country, it's $20. <laughs> you yeah, <know>? here too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So he allowed me to train for free. So I miss this guy so much. And uh, yeah, but to be honest, I don't miss the wrestling at all. The wrestling was so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not what I expect from wrestling. I I'm the kind of person I love to tell a story. With my my wrestling, you know, for me, wrestling is an art. Mm-hmm. But in Japan, I'm not saying everywhere in Japan, but particular my promotion where I worked, they did like spot after spot after spot. And as stiff as possible. Like, they kick you in the face and they think it's funny, you know? You're bleeding and for them it's like a big order to bleed and still standing, you know? But I just thought, man, I don't want this. I don't need this. And I don't need to prove myself every weekend, you know? You don't need to break my nose or my, my... You know, I had concussions and my eardrum was broken all the time. And I hated it. And after a while, you know... You're wondering why are you doing this, you know, like there you know, in, in Europe and in Germany and even in America I don't think so that they see what we're doing every weekend over there in America, uh, in Japan. 
I mean, do you know Ayoshi Rai, Nanae Takahashi? Do you really see what they are capable of? I'm yeah. telling you, these girls are the best girls I ever see. But they don't get enough credit for what they're doing every night, you know? Yeah. Well, um, um, is it true about the Japanese strong style? Is it really strong style that the way they wrestle out there is really hard and intense? It yeah. is. I can tell you once I got a clothesline from Nanae Takahashi and I couldn't feel my legs anymore. Oh, wow. I was laying down there and I cannot feel it and I'm thinking... How the hell I can get up? But I knew the next spot was that she go to the top rope and give me like a splash. So I could relax a little bit. And I was so happy that I can feel my legs again, right? And you are not, like, of course you're allowed, but you don't do it because it's pride. You don't tell them, hey, you were so stiff. When they hit you hard, you hit back harder, you know, until yeah. one is giving up. But usually no one gives up. Well, you have to be dead. <laughs> So yeah, it was. They, I don't know if they did it for me on purpose that they hit me all the time super hard because they want to prove themselves. But sometimes it was just way too much. Like I remember my last match. There's this little like you cannot imagine, but this little girl. Her name is Kyrie and she's the champion at the moment. She's the most stiffest of all of them. Like she can give you like these little tiny chops with her little tiny hand. They're like knives on your chest, right? Yeah. And. Okay, we're planning that she gives me um, slaps in the face. And I knew, okay, they will be hard. She said four slaps, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, fuck it, I can take it. Oh, shit, I, oh, I swear a lot, it's sorry. It's okay, it's okay. It's un un unedited, unedited, unfiltered, go ahead. All right. So she's slapping me, right? Four yeah. times. And then the next move was that she hit the rope and give me like a spear. Mm -hmm. All right, so she give me these four slaps. She turns around already, but then she turns around again. Give me like this real big slap right on my ear. Oh. And I'm like, what was that for? You know, and it was like, it was so surprising and so painful. And then she gave me like this fear and she covered me so she wouldn't attempt me to. But I was like, what was that for? And you cannot speak to these girls because, A, you don't want to tell her that they hurt you, right? That mm -hmm. You lose your face, you lose your respect and everything. And then again, I don't speak Japanese, and they don't speak English, so what can you say, <laughs> you know? The only thing you can do is punch back, but that's the only thing you can do. And I don't want to punch people randomly, you know, I, it's just not my thing. Like, I remember my, it was, yeah, it was my first match with Nanae Takahashi. She was backstage, and she said to me, hey, I want you to punch me in the face. And I was like, what is she thinking? Like, well, what is it like a wrestling punch, or what is it? So I say to her, please punch me first. And she's like, oh, really, really? She's like really surprised. And I'm thinking in my head, of course, if she punched me first, then I see what she wants from me so I can give that exactly back. Mm -hmm. All right, we're in the match, and she punched me right on my nose. I'm like, oh, damn, it hurts, and what? <laughs> and then I want, I, it's my turn. I have to punch her back. But all I see is like this, this woman... She's, she's 35, right? She's not the youngest, and I know she's doing this since 20 years. You can see already, I don't want to be mean or anything, but I see a little sad, really tired woman, right? And mm -hmm. now I have to picture the face. It's not possible. I cannot do it. And I had respect for her too, right? So I gave her like a fake wrestling punch, right? And the audience is laughing. I'm yeah. like, damn. So she said, do it again. I'm like, okay, but my arm is not moving, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I give her like a wrestling punch, and the people laughing again. 
I just gave up a close line. I was like, damn, how can I punch someone in the face? But yeah, after six months later, I can. I punched someone so hard. <laughs> well, I, it's not wrestling, isn't it? I mean, I'm so sad, but you know, that's what they want, so I deliver that. That's what I was paid for, so. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, so when she hit you in the nose, did she break your nose, or it was just swollen? Yeah, just big swollen and bleeding, you know, but not broken. She's not that strong. <laughs> oh, okay. And you said you had concussions. The concussions that you had, were they in Germany or were they in Japan? No, in Japan, all the time. Like a knee in my head, and my yeah, knee in my head, or just so really nasty bumps. Or I remember Yoshirai came from this uh, top rope, and she did like a, you know, she had like all the time these fancy moves, and she did like a spinning thingy around. So mm-hmm. she spins around, and she cannot really control. Like how can you control? So I have to wait for her leg hitting my head. She was from the top rope. She spins around and hit me with her with the with the end of the leg right right on my head. Mm-hmm. And of course, how can you survive something like that? Well, for me, you know, I I watched the other matches too, and they were saying, you know, they were so crazy. And sometimes I thought it's too much. Like the fans. A, they don't know what's going on. It's too much. B, they don't even know how much it hurts because they heard it's fake. So, you know, like it's fake, but it's not fake. Like what, what's going on, right? It hurts so much, but they don't know. And then, see, it's just too much. They're fighting for themselves instead for the audience, right? Yeah. I do believe that you have to interact with the audience. And if you do like 20 moves, what will they remember? They will not remember it every little move they will remember a certain thing you did with the audience right mm-hmm. um, for example there was like this big match yeah, it was insane how they killed each other but it was like a tag team match and I I had this little thing going on with this with the one side of the Koraki hall like they have like four sides and there's this one side screaming at me Bakagaijin that means like stupid foreigner right <laughs> screaming yeah. at me Bakagaijin and they're really angry right but that's unusual for Japanese people because normally they don't have anything like that so they're screaming at me like crazy and I'm turning around and I'm screaming like fuck you and I go over with with the with my opponent and I beat her up in front of them and they're going more mad and mad right yeah. and you can stand the next day on the news right Right? Like, oh, Alpha female goes crazy with people. So they're not saying, hey, this was this crazy spoof, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, and, and what is it? It's making fun with the, with the audience, you know? It hurts no one. But yeah, they never understand. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was going um, to ask you too about your concussions. Have you ever checked yourself out to make sure everything is okay? Uh, to be honest, I... Don't. Like in Germany, you have to have a, a health insurance, but I don't have a health insurance. And I wasn't at the doctor for the last, what is it, three years. Mm-hmm. But there was, there was something going on in Japan, and I still cannot tell you what it really was. I do believe it was a heart attack yeah. because it was it was like that. Uh, I was, like, we trained every day, right? Like, we are super fit. We have to go to the gym, and we have to do wrestling training, and we have to do jogging. Like, all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and one day I had off, and I was about to go to my friends, and I walk upstairs from the train station. And I'm so out of breath. I'm like, whoa, I cannot breathe. And then I start sweating like crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I should work out more. I have no condition, right? And then, wait a minute, I'm working out a lot. 
and then I'm getting this sharp pain in my chest. And I call my friend from Germany, like from, from Japan, I call my friend and I say to him, hey, you know what, I think this is it. I want to say goodbye and thank you so much for everything. And he's like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I think I have a heart attack now, like, this is it. And he's like, oh, don't do shit and everything. But then I was kind of okay, but feel really sick. And I told my promoter and I asked him, can we go to a doctor? Because all the time I'm doing exercise, I have this sharp pain in my heart, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you will be fine, no problem, you, you make a match, right? So I make this match, right? And he said, it's a tactic match, you don't have to do a lot. But that's not true, you always have to do a lot. But after the match, I collapse, I'm on the floor, um, ambulance is coming, you know, and they bring me right to the hospital. But they don't do anything, they don't take blood, they don't do our hearts, you know, like checking anything. And they don't know what to do with me, you know. Um, and then they sent me home. And I was like, what? And then the promoter, he was so concerned and he said, hey, you know what? I will send you back to Germany. I'm like, what? That's the last thing I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But then, thank God, um, Matahiro Chono, he came and he said, no, no, she's coming to my house and she can rest there for two weeks and I will take care of her, you know? And yeah, and then they took care of me and we went to um, a few doctors, but they couldn't really find out. And then we went to acupuncture. And yeah, somehow they could fix me, you know, they made like a needle in my chest, it hurts like crazy, but then everything was fine. So I cannot tell you what it was, but it was scary. It was really scary because in Japan, if you believe it or not, on Sunday, you cannot be sick because Sunday there's no hospital open. You cannot die on Sunday. (laughs) Oh my God, are you serious? There's no hospitals open on Sunday? I'm serious. I can tell you my friend, uh, she's a wrestler. She had a debut match on Saturday. She hurt her leg so bad, like her knee went one time around her body, and she couldn't go to the hospital. It was like the show ended at 10 o'clock in the night, right? So that was too late already. On Sunday, she was all day in my apartment, and I asked her, you want to go to hospital? She said, we cannot go. It's not open. So we had to wait till Monday. Yeah. Oh <laughs> crazy, God. right? Well, that's crazy. Like, if that would happen in New York City, it would be a riot over here. How could the hospitals be closed <laughs> on a Sunday? That makes no sense. Yeah. And it, everything is so old school, I'm telling you, like, yeah, like, Japan has really nice, awesome places, but then there's also, like, really bad places, I guess, yeah. Oh, my God, well, um, speaking of um Japan and Masahiro Chono, you say he took you into his house, I guess he has a really soft spot for you in his heart, right? Uh, I think it is because of his wife, she's German, too. Ah, okay. <laughs> and, you know, when I came over there, and I didn't know, to be honest, that anything like that is over there. So um, my promoter says, hey, are you going to meet this guy, right? And I'm like, whoa, what a big order. And uh, back in the days, I saw an NWCW because mm-hmm. I was a big fan, right? And he was NWO. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> so we come to his to his office, like he has a shop over there. He's uh, selling closings. And there's like waiting a lot of press conference people, like about 20 people. And everything was so respectful, you know, I cannot speak. My promoter's really shy, and he was never shy, believe me. So everything was so, like, we're meeting the king, right? Yeah. And it was crazy. And then the people go, like, all the press people go. And then Mr. Chono said, come with me, come backstage. And then we go backstage. And Martina Chono, his wife, she's running at me. And she's speaking German, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, what? And uh, the husband, he said, oh, my God, I'm getting a headache. You're speaking like a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> so and then they invited me to 
some may do, you know? Wow. So, um, to this day, you still have a good relationship with Masahiro Chono? Oh, yeah, yeah. We speak every week, you know, we're writing messages. But she's so busy, I'm so busy. But, yeah, they're coming over um, end of the year to Germany, and then we will meet up again. And I'm also planning to go back to Japan for a while, and then I will meet them again, too. Oh, you're going back to Japan? You better be careful. <laughs> I will go, but, yeah, I can make it official, whatever. Uh, I will go to a different promotion. I will not go back to Stardom. Um, also, because in the other promotion, there's my favorite wrestler, and I really want to work with her. But they're the, how you can say in English, the opposite company. Like, the companies, these both, they're fighting together, so they're not friends. Oh, okay, so, okay, yeah. So I would never ever had the chance to fight this girl if I would stay with Stardom. So I'm kind of happy that I can go there. Oh, sweet. Um, also, alpha female, Um, what is your normal routine for eating breakfast, eating lunch? Because you're in physical, top top physical condition. Um, How do you maintain your body structure? Oh, well, I have to work out a lot, like crazy. Like, um, I've moved now to Hamburg with, a, um, how do you say, like, with different people in one, in one house. So now they see um, how I'm living and I have realized every day that my kind of lifestyle is so different to normal people. Mm -hmm. When I wake up, I have to make uh, like a really quick workout, like to bring my, you know, my, my body in, in, in fat burning motors. So I do this like in the morning for 20 minutes, like a real high, like burpees. I mean, you know, maybe the, you know, going up and down like 20, 20 minutes. And then I drink a protein shake. And um, before I go to the gym, I eat an apple, and I have a pre-workout shake. Then I have to do my workout, and when I come back, I eat chicken and rice and broccoli. And then, you know, later, I drink protein shake again, and in the night, I eat just a salad and some tuna. So there's no, like, big cake or beer, you know. They love to drink beer all the time or eating cake. <laughs> Getting on my nerves, and they don't understand that really seriously I cannot have it. And at the moment, I try to be in the best shape I ever been. Right? It's hard. Um, it's really hard <laughs> because Germany has so many good food. You know, we have schnitzel, yes. <laughs> uh, sauerkraut, <laughs> yeah. potatoes. But I cannot eat all of that. You know, so yeah, I have to work out a lot to maintain the strength and everything. You know, there's also like a goal. I don't know the. So I know it in centimeter, but I don't know it in your measurement. But I want to have a 40-centimeter arm. This is really big for a girl. I know that. Like, wow. usual girls have, like, 25 or something. Yeah. But I'm 40. And I'm, at the moment, at 39. Oh, my so God. one more centimeter. Yeah, one more centimeter. That's <laughs> oh, the other day, the other day, I was, yeah, I was a little bit tipsy. I had too much beer. <laughs> so, I bring out a measure of men, you know. And they were all just boys. And so stupid as I was, I go and say, hey, please, I want to see how big your arm is, right? <laughs> and I measure all the arms of the boys, and they were all smaller than mine. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> they hated me. <laughs> I know how well people can hate me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was gonna, um, um, do you eat a lot of, like, um, ground beef? Do you eat, like, a lot of meats? And... Yeah, I, I don't eat pork um, because there's, like, two reasons um, well yeah two reasons first of all I had when I was uh, more younger I had a Turkish boyfriend and he teached me everything about 
um, you know, um, being a Muslim and everything. So I took this not eating pork from him. So I really enjoyed that. But also eating pork makes you, makes me personally, and I notice it with other people too. If you eat pork, you smell different when you work out. And that was just a reason for me also not to do it. And I don't know if you know, like pork is kind of similar to the human body. So if you eat it, your body has hard times to proceed it. So I don't eat pork at all because of these reasons, you know. But I eat a lot of chicken and I love beef steak. Yeah. Um, is there any particular, besides the meats, is there any particular protein that you take? Or you just take whatever protein that's like on sale or anything? No, uh, well, I'm sponsored by myprotein.com. Um, I'm really lucky for that. Um, okay. They provide me with stuff. But my personal trainer, he told me um, I should not do the whey protein because that is just if you want to be big, you know. Like for, for boys and men, of course, you can have a lot of whey protein, but there's a lot of carbs in it. So I train casein, like the milk protein a lot, and, you know, protein that's not having so much of um, carbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... And I... I was going to ask you, if you do have a cheat day, let's say on a Saturday or on a Sunday, what's the typical, like, junk food that you splurge or binge on? Is there any particular junk food that you eat? Yeah, I love sweets, chocolate, cake, pudding, custard. Dude, I'm crazy for that. Yeah, and and, how do you say? Pancakes. Oh, my God, I'm dying for pancakes. It's chocolate on it and bananas. Why are you asking me? No, I'm hungry. <laughs> Do they have an IHOP in Germany? Is there an IHOP there? No, I don't think so. Oh, no? Oh, my God. <laughs> IHOP is the International House of Pancakes with all types of pancakes. Oh, my God. I have to come to America soon, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still searching for someone who want to marry me just for the green card and the pancakes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure you probably have a lot of followers who definitely will take you up on that offer. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, I have some regrets too, but yeah. <laughs> Just ask. Um, do you ha- are you in a relationship now at the present time, or with wrestling and everything? No, you will not believe it, and I don't even know if I should say, but I'm single since five years. No, for real? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not possible. Like, look how I'm moving around. You know, first England, then Japan, and now back. Germany, but still here in the country, I'm moving around so much, and my future is not really predictable, right? So, which kind of guy want to hang out with a girl like me, you know, who can beat him up all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there's some people who will want to, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. Well, who knows, probably a wrestler, a future wrestler in, in the business sometime. I don't know, to be honest, like, it, it's so weird, like, if people looking at me, um, they judge me. Um, wrong, if you can say that. For example, I'm I'm in the single group um, here in my town, so that I can meet some people who can, you know, show me around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they were asking me, "What do you like? You know, do you like?" And they were they were thinking that I'm the party girl, you know, want to go to the Repa barn and, and doing all these crazy stuff. But no, actually, I'm really interested in museums and libraries and and, and culture stuff. You know, history. I really like to learn more and more things, you know, and yeah, I'm more interested in taking a walk, for example, instead of going drinking, I hate drinking, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and my perfect date, yeah, my perfect date is at the gym, 
that's your you perfect know, like, date to gym <laughs> absolutely like because you can check each other out and i do believe and though we're going a little bit deep yeah. i believe that you can check out on how a person trains how he is in bed if he's like really intense and train really hard with a passion right you can't imagine that he's the same in bed and then there's a girl <laughs> who's like really bored bored of her life bored of the training with the weights you know she's bored in bed too i guess oh that's a good analogy i never really thought of it that way i, I think when i go to the gym i'm gonna have like a new perspective now so if someone's working out intensely then you know oh, this person is like this in his everyday life, right? Correct? That's what you're saying? Not everyday life, just in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just in bed. All right. That, that, that too, that too, that too. Oh, and listen to the noises. Listen to the noises, man. Like, I know it from the boys, for example. I'm, I'm talking about the real men, right? Working out like crazy. Like yeah. Giving their last, like screaming on the last bit, right? Yeah. Then you know exactly how they sound in bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, now I think I have a new perspective now when I go to the gym now. <laughs> You're um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatchamacallit, um, also working out, um, have you, besides, like, you know, when you work out in the gym, have you ever sustained an injury working out? Like, you know, when you do you overtrain sometimes? Um, overtrain in the, in the way of that I really don't want to do anything anymore. Like, that I'm getting so tired that I just want to sleep. Yes. You know, if you feel... If you go every day, like every day for a long time, it's like working. Workout is like working a job, right? Yeah, yeah. you guys work like eight hours in a job, mm -hmm. but I just go like one hour in the gym. But I give like so much energy in the gym. Like I'm really training like a beast. Like I give my last bit, like I'm shaking after my workout. And I would say it's the same as I would work for eight hours right mm -hmm. it's just a different time of amount so yeah you need a holiday and it's the same with training you know you cannot give every day your best you need a rest day and then some people don't even understand like eat sleep and train this is so important the sleep is very important too mm -hmm. like if you go party all the time or, or stay up all night you know like now you know we have 1 30 i should be in bed like 12 because at 12 o'clock there's the best sleeping time or grow of the muscles, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's really important. Like, it's like a science. It's crazy. Like, I mean, I'm not really super, how do you say, I'm not a super bodybuilder, you know? It's for me, my person, it's a lack of discipline for food. Like, I just love to eat, you know? And But my training, I, I would say it's really good. But if I could really have the ultimate discipline for for the food i could look like a larissa rice or like a really good you know like a fitness model mm -hmm. but i'm working on it <laughs> oh wow so um so you say you only work out like an hour a day so monday through friday um you're in the gym for an hour each day five days a week or uh, no like um i go every day like every... in the morning i just i do my 20 minutes then i do one hour on the weight machine Mm -hmm. Like, whatever it is. And I do one more hour on the cardio machine. So it's two hours in the gym and, and 30, 20 minutes in the morning. Oh, wow. And then you, then you have your protein shake after that. And then, you know, there, then you go to, um, is it wrestling training too at the same time on that week? Like, is it workout wrestling? Yeah, like, for example, when I was in Japan, I had every day three hours of uh, wrestling training every day. Wow. And also 
two hours of um, usual training, so it's like five hours in total every day. So that, that was intense, and I would love to do that every day, but here in Germany, there's not really, um, it's just not really possible because we don't have the, the school where we can go every day, you know, like we do have schools here, and we have here one in Hamburg, and I will be a teacher there soon. Oh, yeah. uh, that's like, that's twice a week, twice a week, like Thursday and Tuesday. But I believe, personally, it's not enough. But I can understand, too, the most of the people who do wrestling in Europe, they have a day job. And I guess it's not different in America. They, they have to have a day, day job because wrestling is not paid that well. In, in Japan, it's different. Like, when you decide you want to be a wrestler, you go to a, a school, for example, you go to Stado, um, you have like a two weeks trial, and then you have to do a test. And if you pass the test, you are a member of Stardom, and then they pay you. Like, even you're not in the ring, like, even you just train, they pay you till you're in the ring, and then, of course, they pay you more, and you can also make money with the merchandise. So, rest, to be a wrestler in Japan, it's actually a job. You don't have to have a day job, like it is here in Europe or America. Mm, okay, okay. Also, I have a random question for you, um, Alpha. Um... How much of a fan are you of David Hasselhoff in Germany? Is he that big in Germany? First of all, didn't we say that we say jazzy to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my God, David Hasselhoff. It, it's a shame, isn't it? But yes, I was a big fan of him. Oh but my I was God. young and I was stupid. <laughs> and yes, I was on a concert and I loved him. I loved his curly hair. But not anymore. I hate him now. <laughs> Oh, so 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 you saw Kit? You saw the Knight Rider car on stage too? Yeah. I've been looking for a freedom. <laughs> I've been looking for love. <laughs> and he even sings a song in German. It was my favorite song. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah, thank you. I had all the CDs, but that was before I loved wrestling. <laughs> when I when I found wrestling, I knew what a real man is. <laughs> Um, who's your favorite male American wrestler now? Uh, John Cena. John Cena? <laughs> no, I, I love, like, how can I explain? I want to be like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is so cool. Yeah. But I cannot imagine waking up next to him in the morning. I would be so scared. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's John Cena, I guess. Oh, but okay. I want to be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and um um what what about who you think it's probably the like the best American female now in wrestling? From all the girls? Yes. Like female independent? Um yeah. I mean you know you, all right, just give me your top five. Your top five female wrestlers. Okay, I like I love Charlotte, she's awesome. I love just Sasha Banks, she's freaking awesome. Um, Sarah Stark, Sarita, she's wow, one of a kind. Yeah. Um, there's a girl, I met her at, at the WSU when I fight there. Her name is Honia, the Huntress. It's like a little tiny dark girl. She's amazing, wow. If she trains even more harder than she is already, she will be a big star. Oh, is that the one uh, from Lucha Underground, Ivelisse Perez, the Huntress? Oh no, she's awesome too. Yeah. No, but I saw her at WSU, yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, Evelis, oh yeah, she has this unique kind of face, and yeah, she's awesome. And I really loved, uh, Maxime was a girl in WWE, yeah. but she's also at Lucha now, right? Yeah. 
there's so many awesome girls out there, really, man. We have a lot of awesome girls, and I'm really proud to be a female wrestler when I see them, you know? Mm-hmm. Not so much in my country at the moment. There, there's, they could be better, but when I look to America and some girls in, in England too, like Nikki Storm or Kaylee Ray, they were just at TNA, you know, they had the British bootcamp too. So they showcase how awesome we in Europe can be too, you know? So, yeah, there's some good girls out there. Yeah. Is there anyone that you would like to get into the ring with and compete against? Oh, yeah, Maiko Satomura. I don't know if you know her, but she's from um, Japan. She's there already since also 20 years. Do you know the documentary uh, Gaya Girls? No. You have to check it out. That's like the first, like it's a really old one, and you can see it on YouTube. Okay. Gaya, like it's G-E-A-E, Gaya Girls. And it's about how they train in Japan, you know. So you see uh, there's this young girl, she's going to the dojo, and you see from the very beginning, you know, she cannot call her parents, she cannot, you know, go home, she has to stay there, she has to cook and clean, and she has to train so hard. And imagine, this is like the only thing I knew from Japan, and (laughs) I never wanted to go there because this was just insane, and I was never confident enough to say, hey, I can go through this. So there's this Maiko Satomura girl, she gave this girl the most famous drop kick right in the face. This girl is bleeding all over, and they're saying to the girl, "Why are you crying? You know, yeah. <laughs> why are we crying?" And she's staying there like, stop, stop. and she's bleeding, you know. And they're like yelling at her why she's crying and if she don't want it enough and why she's such a big shame to all of them. <laughs> oh my God! Well, yeah, Michael Sandura definitely. She's at the moment such a tremendous shape. I don't even know how old she is. She must be 36 or something. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Like, wow. You need to check her out if you don't know her. Michael Satomura. Uh, it's on YouTube, right? I definitely will check that out on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Plenty, plenty. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there anything um, in the future that you have coming up, Alpha Female, that you want to promote or anything you want to save? Still, Jazzy. And, yeah. Uh, I oh, Jazzy. I'm sorry. Jazzy, Jazzy. Jazzy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm going to Switzerland. I will clean the female, um, how you say, the female scene over there. I'm so sick and tired that they don't book me and they book all the time all these little tiny girls and I will destroy them all. <laughs> so I will make a big impact there. And then I'm going to Africa. This one took me five years to finally go there. I'm in contact with this booker for five years and he promised me every year I'm going to book you. But finally... I have it official, I have a ticket, and I will go there. And I will fight for the championship against China. Yeah. So that will be pretty cool. Um, and then I'm going to Sweden. Yeah, I met this guy um, in England, the pro- promoter of Sweden. So, yeah, I will go there. That's my first time. Like, I really love to go to different countries, not just because of wrestling that's good for you originally, but also for private, you know. Like, it's just awesome to see all these countries in like my favorite country of all time, and I'm sorry, America, I didn't see everything of your country, so maybe I would change, but now, <laughs> in this very moment, it's Ireland. Ireland? I love is... Ireland so much. And my favorite movie is Braveheart, you know, and it's it, they filmed it over there, and so Ireland is amazing, you know? But isn't Ireland always raining? It's always dreary in Ireland? <laughs> oh, maybe. I was there for uh, um, maybe, yeah, three weeks or something, but it was okay. You know what I love so much about it? That maybe it's a German thing because we are not allowed to do so, but 
they had so much pride for their country, you know, they were so, they were allowed to say, I'm proud Irish, you know, and they were wearing all cream. But man, if I go to my country and say I'm a proud German and I would wear something with German colors, they would call me a Nazi. That's just a matter of fact. And so I guess that's why I liked Ireland so much too, because they can show that they're so proud about it. Yeah. Um, I'll, um, Jazzy, I'm sorry. Hey, um, how many tattoos do you have? Um, not enough. <laughs> um, I have one on my hand. Um, you know what? My, my thing of my tattoos is like, I want from every country I've been, I want to have something. So I have this big English flag and people are always thinking that I'm English. So when they first approach me, they speak English to me, that's kind of funny. But yeah, I have a Yoshi for Ireland, you know, Mario and Luigi, you know, and Yoshi. <laughs> and, and I have a bull and what else? I have the Eiffel Tower on it. But yeah, I want so much more on it, but I have to come to New York. I have to go to Bound for Glory Tattoos. Yeah. And this guy he has to make it because he was amazing. He was it was expensive, but to be honest, this will stay on your body forever. So, you know, you have to pay more money for it to make it worth it. And he deserves it. You know, we had like six hours last time. We sit there and it was just funny and yeah, it was cool. And I have a big one free on my hands. Yeah. Yeah, I made them in Japan. <laughs> I was happy that he didn't make a mistake with the spelling or something. Yeah. <laughs> like burn free or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and, um, um, would you plan to get any tattoos on your feet? You know, that's a new style. Everybody gets tattoos on their feet or... I don't know. Like, you know, even not on my back because I cannot see it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to have tattoos where I can see it. Uh, um, I think... Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I think my arm is enough. Like, I thought about doing the other arm, but I think one arm is enough. And, like, at the moment, to be honest, if I can decide again, I would do any tattoo. Because yeah. everyone has a tattoo, you know. And also, sometimes when my wrestling is not that good, I do need a job, right? Sometimes I need to work uh, somewhere. But I don't get up right. Like, in Germany, it's crazy. They think I'm, I'm a gangster or something. <laughs> yeah, so they invite me, like they see my resume, and then they invite me for, for to do, you know, the actual speak. But then they see me and they see my tattoos, and I say, oh no, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what? Just because of the tattoos? And then still in Japan, you know, they were so scared of me, just because. Like <laughs> one day, um, me and Sarah stuff we were over there, and she needed a massage, so we're working around, and we want to go to her salon that she can have a massage, and. They're kicking us out, you know, they were so scared of us, like, oh, no, 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 no massage, and then we're pointing at people who get the massage, right, like, oh, no, 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 no massage, <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm sorry, it's because of me, and then she went alone, and she found the place, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, um, do you still, um, do you still, um, how long do you think you're going to still continue wrestling, do you have uh, an end date, or you, how long do you think you will continue? Well, to be honest, when I was 18, I always said I would quit wrestling when I'm 25, and I never made it. You know, I always said, of course, like every wrestler should think, that I always wanted to go to WWE. And I always said, if I don't make it till 25, I will quit. And then I said, okay, when I'm 30, I will not do it anymore, right? And now I'm 33, and I'm still in it, and I still love it. I, I don't feel like I don't have any injuries or anything, so... This time I set my limit to 35. 
Because I don't want to end up like bitter and miserable, and I don't want to end up being like an old lady, you know, in the ring and people like, oh, you know, like looking at my, <laughs> my, uh, how you say, when you saw all wrinkles. I don't want yeah. that they look at my wrinkles and, and this girl, she should have retired 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. What, what's next, you know? What's damn next? Like, <laughs> I wanna be like the Brock or even Marie, you know, like going around and represent cool companies, you know. Yeah. But it's not that easy, I guess, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame because you have such a unique look and you have a, a a presence. You know, you just have it. You know, what I'm saying you just have that look, and I'm surprised that WWE <laughs> is not scooping you up. Well, at the moment, I'm working on my book. It will be um, it will be out hopefully end of the year. It's a lot of work, man. And we have already, like, I write it with a ghostwriter, and we have already 100 pages. Wow. It's a lot of, wow, it's a lot of work, and I guess it's interesting, like, I showed it already what we have to three other people, and, and they want more, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm also working on, a like, a documentary, the Alpha Female documentary, mm-hmm. and, yeah, the book, for example, it needs a finish, right? So maybe this book will be the finish of the wrestling career and then there's next. Because at the moment I'm also working on movies, you know, and and being an actor. So that's what I'm really interested in. And and people like me, you know, here in Germany I get more and more requests from TV. And yeah, you never know. Like, I can't imagine for myself going one day to schools and speaking to the children, you know, and saying, hey, look, I'm coming from this shit, you know, and I don't have the best everything i had to work for it and you can but i all i only can say that you can if i make it if that makes any sense i cannot say to any kid hey, you can be whatever you want but i'm nothing you know what i mean so yeah. i i do want to reach something more or, like people always say you are a failure if you don't make it to WWE. but to be honest first of all i don't think so i think there's a lot of amazing talents out there who are not working it's just sometimes it's just not possible sometimes. And to be honest, like people from Germany or Europe, like why would they hire us? You know, like we need to be super special that they make all the effort to bring us over. I told you the visa, it's a lot of money. They have enough American people they can hire, you know. So it was always harder for the German and the European people. So I don't think so. If we don't make it to WWE, then we are failure. So whatever comes next, we are still winners. Like, I feel like a winner. I made so much out of my life, you know, so I'm not a drunk idiot on the streets, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel like a winner. Uh, about your book, are you putting a lot of uh, personal stuff, like, you know, with the adoption and everything in the book? Or is it just a wrestling fitness book? No, it's, it's more like personal, to be honest, because I really want that the people know who I am. The most people look at me, look at the alpha female, kind of have the idea that I always was like that. They always think, hey, this alpha female, she had everything, you know, she had the look and she had the confidence and someone gave her money. I think that's what the people think and they think that I'm super arrogant or whatever. And I want them to know that, first of all, to look like the alpha female, I had to go a long way, you know, I put on 30 kilo of mass, you know, like muscle and fat and everything. I wasn't always that big. I was skinny before, like super little skinny, and I had no confidence at all. I don't have parents, you know, and I lived on the street, and I was bankrupt, and, uh, you know, like all this stupid stuff that people don't know yet. 
And of course, I know my haters or the people who are against me anyway, they don't care. And they don't have to care. But the people who are kind of my side, they will maybe be interested in the story, and then they will be really, really behind me. And that's what I need. I have at the moment, like, five people I can count my life on it. You know, like, they're so crazy. Like, there's this guy on Twitter, Roger is his name. He's, like, handicapped, and I heard he has no legs. I never met him in life, right? He's in America. He's tweeting, for, and he don't have a computer or, like, a phone. He's tweeting from his Xbox or PlayStation. Like, that's a lot of effort, right? He's tweeting mm. every day, like, wow. about 50 tweets about me, you know, to all the different people. Like, wow, you know, I never met this person. Like, wow, but he's calling me his sister, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this other guy from, like, the family, Dr. Daryl from England. I can't stay at their place. They never invited anyone. And they come wherever I wrestle. They, they travel so far, you know, and they gave me, like, a big birthday card. Or, like, they gave me, like, a card when I went to Japan. Like, this is special, right? Like, you think maybe, oh, yeah, of course you can take it for granted, but no, not at all. These people are so special to me, and they're special in everything. I don't know. I'm so grateful that I have them, and I know that there are a lot of fans out there sharing my stuff from my, my alpha female page, you know. I'm so happy that I have them, because without them, and that's not just saying, but I know it, without them, I wouldn't be here. Exactly. And um, do you still have your YouTube page? Are you still doing YouTube videos? Uh, not really. You know, uh, it was a lot of effort doing it every day. And, and I thought, you know, I didn't get really feedback. Like, of course, like 100 people watching it, it's 100 people. That's a lot. Having 100 people in one room, wow, you know, imagine that. But uh, I don't know. I thought it's not interesting for people. I thought maybe they are bored. Like, if I don't know. I thought my life isn't that interesting anymore. I used to... <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. So, yeah, I thought my life isn't that interesting that I should continue. And no one ever asked. Like, I don't, I don't do this video since almost a year, and no one really asked for it, so I quit it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alpha, um, thank you so much. Um, come on, promote your social media, promote your Facebook. you so much and then you know we've been trying to get this um interview thing going together it's been a long, long time but um i'm glad we made yeah. that made it happen i'm glad you made it happen so i appreciate that thank you yeah. thank you so much for taking the time for me thank you and i hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices have a good night <laughs>